Welcome to All Road 65 Max Radio, where the road ahead gets brighter as we journey toward truth, traveling through our dreams and inspiration into a new reality. It's time, and your ticket is waiting. All aboard All Roads Lead 65 Max with Pamela Henderson. Greetings. Thank you for joining me on BBS Radio, All Road 65 Max. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson. My focus is my mission statement to help create a quality of life through social growth, inspiring jewels to become leaders by establishing partnerships with corporations, nonprofits, donors, sponsors, volunteers, the community, and abroad. Join me. Every other Tuesday at noon at BBS Radio, All Road 65 Max Radio. My special guest today is Kate Montana, author and inspirational speaker, who states every culture on earth has a name for the invisible anti-life force bedeviling humanity. The Archons, Beezebub. Ashitan, Wetico, even Satan, to name a few. Her latest book, Cracking the Matrix, 14 Keys to Individual and Global Freedom, explores the nature and presence of evil on this planet, helping people finally see this anti-life force, understand its agenda, recognize its blatant presence, behind current global events, learn how to break free of its controlling influences and stand up in their true spiritual power, ready to create the new earth that has always been prophesized. At last, thank you for this interview chance, Kate, and welcome to the show. Great to be on with you. (laughs) So how are you doing and how's the weather out there? Oh, you know, living in Hawaii, it's hard to complain even when it's bucketing with rain. (laughs) Yeah. So tell me about, I mean, you guys been having any trembling out there with, you know, the volcanoes and everything? Or has it always just been a little rocky smooth? Oh, let me see. I think Kilauea and and Mauna Loa went off um, late last year for, for about a month. But aside from that... All is quiet on the volcanic front, thank heavens. <laughs> yes. So you've been in Hawaii for a long time? I've been in Hawaii for five years. It was a big surprise. I was on a book tour with my last book called The E-Word, and, uh, which was uh, about enlightenment and the ego. And, um, and a friend, I had a gap of about a month, and all my, all my furniture and everything was in storage, and I'd been traveling for about a year. And I had a gap where I had no talks and no book signings, and um, a friend on Maui said, hey, come hang with me. And I was like, well, okay. And I, and I came to Hawaii not expecting um, anything, but I fell in love, and I was quite literally called by the spirit of the island of Maui. It was very, very clear that I was supposed to be here. So um, at the end of my month's stay, I went back to the United, to the mainland, and uh, sold everything I owned, shipped my car, and I've been here ever since. Wow, what a change. Now, yeah, that is yeah, what totally. I, I realized. <laughs> I realized. I said. I almost. I, I almost said. I went back to the United States after after you live in Hawaii for about mm, six months or so. You start talking about the mainland, and then eventually, after about a year or so, you start calling it the United States, like you live in a different country. It's uh, right, <laughs> and it is kind of a different country here. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you're staying safe and. Everything is nice still with everything that's going on. So we have a lot to chat about. I am so excited and I'm going to get right to it because you are very interesting. So I'm (laughs) going to ask you, (laughs) Kate, you say that every culture on earth has a name for the invisible anti-life force regarding Mm -hmm. humanity. Please elaborate that. That's 
Very interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, what happened is, um, you know, Pamela, I've been a nice, normal, um, spiritual girl for 40 years, you know, meditating and, and um, you know, improving myself and um, lusting after enlightenment. And, um, and everything was going along just fine until 2020 hit. And... Um, you know, and the world went nuts with COVID, and, and and overnight we were just in this in this firestorm of fear and terror and division and conflict, and it was so vicious. And I was like, "What the heck?" And I started thinking about all of the different hmm. Uh, the best I can call it is like astral attacks that I'd had over the course of my life. You know, different experiences even as a little child with these, you know, kind of whispery, dark, shadowy, nasty beings that would show up in scary forms at night and scare me in my dreams. And then later when I was starting to meditate um, back, boy, in the 1980s, um, I, uh, I, I cracked what's called my kundalini and energy, you know, just kind of went crazy through my body and I started having all these out-of-body experiences. But because my consciousness was still fairly unevolved and I had a lot of, you know, still fear-based issues and, and a lot of insecurities back then, um, you know, I was in my 30s, um, <laughs> I, I ended up having, you know, what I was told later were astral attacks. I would actually be pulled out of my body sometimes by strange beings and thrown into really gnarly, you know, graveyards and just hellish pits and just it was really scary and um so i actually ended up going to um a psychologist to talk about this and fortunately she was really savvy and um and and spiritually oriented herself and she didn't you know say like okay you're a schizophrenic and you need a psychiatrist she said oh you cracked your kundalini energy and uh you know you're you're having astral experiences it means you're evolving well, heck, Pamela, I'd, I'd never even heard the word astral or or kundalini or anything like that at that point. But um, as you can imagine, I was really, really relieved to discover that what I was experiencing wasn't um, hmm, abnormal, if you if you want to put it that way, and actually right. an experience that you know millions and millions of people have over the course of their life. But you know, because our society is um, trains us not to really believe in in evil doings, if you will, and, and uh, interdimensional beings and, you know, the unseen influences and stuff like that. We're really spooked by it. Um, right. And, you know, except, except we we love to go get scared in movies. You know, that's that's when we see all the spooky stuff show up. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I had to backtrack on your question because when, you know, to get back to 2020, when the, you know, what hit the fan, and and I started to look at the division and the terror and the fear and everything that was going on, I started thinking about this influence that I had experienced on and off all my life, and I was like, Oh, holy Moses, I have never turned around and even looked at the possibility that evil exists. Um, you know, I was raised in the Episcopal Church, so, you know, I was familiar with the devil and his doings, and I always kind of thought it was um, kind of ridiculous and like a scare tactic that was being used on me as a kid. And so I kind of had always brushed it off and marginalized any sort of, making, you know, the devil or Satan um, a reality. And then when I got into spirituality and started meditating and, you know, all of all this whole new arena of um, how to look at life opened up for me. And I, you know, and it was all about focusing on the light, focus yeah. on your higher self, Focus and get out there, get out of your body and get out there to God and the light and, and the luminous source and don't look at the shadows. Oh, don't look at evil. That's just, you know. So I was shocked, Pamela, to realize how uh, assiduously I'd been programmed, both by religion in a way and then again by spirituality, to not even consider the possibility that evil or some sort of negative force actually really, truly existed on this planet. 
So, you know, I took my skeptical self and started researching. Um, I started researching about what we call and have labeled as evil. And I realized in my research that every, every, every culture back for thousands of years on every continent on this planet have had a name for this anti-life, what I call an anti-life um, negative um, you could even call it an astral force. I have eventually learned that it's actually interdimensional in nature. This invisible influencer. You know, we, we, the Christians call it Satan or Beelzebub. Um, in Islam, this, this force is referred to as Ash-Shaitan. Um, Native American Iroquois nation refer to it as Wendigo. Um, other Native American nations call it Watiko. Uh, here in Hawaii, the uh, Hawaiian um, kahunas refer to this um, negative astral influence, interdimensional influence, as e'epa. And oh, even the Greeks, e'epa. back thousands of years ago, referred to this presence on this planet as the archons, um, evil influencers that were bent on the destruction of humanity. <laughs> so I was shocked, to say the least, that this presence had such a visible history. Um, and so, uh, so, and so, the, the more I researched this influence on this planet, the more COVID and, and insanity and the division and the conflict and the wars and the and the issues that have plagued humanity for thousands of years began to click into place and finally make sense. So that's, that's the short, long story. <laughs> no, it made a lot of sense. And you are so correct. And, you know, I look at, I would say in 20, yeah, in 2010, I went through, it was a, a period for in my life for over eight, to 10 years that was very, very dark, challenging, and all kind of weird things was, was happening. And I felt that I was being spiritually attacked, mentally attacked. So I'm, I'm going through all this mm-hmm. and I still had a purpose. And the uh-huh. purpose was to save a child's life. And by saving this child's life, I was like I stated, I was 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 faced with all these challenges and obstacles and everything. So make a long story short. Now it seems like I am spiritually like at, at, at my higher self, because now I can see I, I know when someone is following me. I know when certain things aren't good. You know what I mean? You, you see what I'm trying to say? And I was just thinking, wow, it's like I have a gift. And so now I want to share my gift with others. I am girl empowerment. And I feel that with everything that's going on and it's negative and especially for our youth and our girls whom are just out here exposing themselves in a very shameless manner to me. And what happened to our integrity and morals and us being God's jewels and being more shine amongst this light versus just treated any old kind of way and thrust thrown in the dark. So now I have a mission. When right. You yeah. You know. What I hear you saying is that your your intu you know your intuition is increasing, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, you're so right because what I've discovered is you know we look around today, and you mentioned the the kind of the sexual debasement, the degradation yes. of our of our moral compass, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm you know. Um, I didn't wait till you know. I'm I'm not a, a Puritan by any matter any matter of means. You know, I sex, drugs, rock and roll. I was born in the in the in the fifties for heaven's sakes and grew up in the psychedelic sixties. So, 
Um, yeah, but yeah. I've I've been watching what what you've just pointed out. This steady degradation of of any sort of decency. We've we've connected um, our sexuality, our beautiful, beautiful, creative, sexual, procreative nature. Um, with violence and aggression and porn and degradation and rape and you know and 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 then said that this is just normal and so what I'm watching is that society is being influenced in a dr- direction where um, dysfunction is being made normal. Absolutely. Where Absolutely. where uh, uh, conflict and division and um, gaslighting and just plain spewing hate and vitriol is acceptable behavior for human beings. And you know, ultimately, Pamela, we are we are spirit beings of pure love. None Absolutely. of what's showing up on the radar in our current society and social direction is normal. It's not who we really are. And so what I have realized is that over thousands and thousands of years of negative influence, this interdimensional, invisible intelligence has slowly degraded our own sense of self and separated us from our own moral compass of love. Not morality like, oh, you shouldn't have sex before marriage and, oh, you shouldn't do drugs and, you you know, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this pure, exquisite life force that that is so so crystalline and so pure and so beautiful and so vital that, you know, and we're so alive in our in our own essence and so appreciative of life and one another and recognize and feel and intuit and dance with our interconnectedness that we don't debase and degrade one another. You know, we don't conflict and fight and attack one another like dogs. You know, it, it, it's what's going on is actually, uh, uh, Pamela, not our fault. I, I've realized doing this research that what we have labeled evil for centuries and centuries and centuries is actually an interdimensional intelligence that is trying to drag us down for one right. specific purpose, and that is, it's 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 an interdimensional force. It is not embodied. It is a low level energetic frequency intelligence. It's very smart, but it has no love, and no. it wants to embody. It can't do it on its own because it has no real life force. So it is. You know, it's interdimensional, it's non-physical, and it needs us to play host. And the only way we can play host is if we drag our own light down to its level. Then it can literally embody through us. And then we can even be convinced that, you know, we need to um, incorporate AI into our brains and become very linear and intellectual and all about the mind and enter into virtual realities where we have more pornography and more violence and more aggression. And then we are living at the equal frequency of this interdimensional force, the archons, Wittiko, Eepa, whatever you want to call it, Satan. And so that's the agenda, um, Pamela, is to bring us down to its level. Right, right. So now I'm looking at it as 2023, and we are faced with all of these different challenges and obstacles. And look at the weather and look at, I mean, you can't even turn TV on like you used to and you can watch and you can really laugh. You know, you have to really focus now on those particular channels or um, go that to that particular um, app and so watch things now that you can still feel good and everything because like you said it would it would literally drag you down and it would get into you your light so mm-hmm. that's very interesting and I am really appreciative of you being able to come on the show and enlighten me 
because there's certain <laughs> things that. <laughs> well, you know, there, know, you're like a lot of people just like I was a few years ago, you know, scratching my head going, what the hell is going on? What is, you know, it's like Jesus walked this earth 2,000 years ago with his message of love. And, wow. and, and we are the farthest I have seen yet from embodying and that teaching of love for one another. Buddha walked the earth 2,500 years ago, speaking about enlightened states of consciousness and the connection of all life. And so what, with all of these messengers... And with our own innate sense of pure love of what we are. And, I mean, look at, we, we've had religions and spiritual promptings in all of humanity across all of time. We want to be good. We want to uplift ourselves. Self-help, the self-help genre in publishing, in publishing industry has been practically supporting the publishing industry for the last 40 years. Everybody wants to self-improve. You know, self-esteem is at an all-time low for some reason. Ha, 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 for some reason. (laughs) And so, you know, we have this natural, innate goodness that we want to express, but something is keeping us from doing that. And that's what this force is about. And it's fascinating to see how this intelligence, how this, this agenda has influenced humanity um, to bring us down over the course of, you know, I've traced it back 30,000 years, Pamela. And um, can I give you a, a religious, an example of how the archons um, have yeah. actually influenced and infiltrated religion in, in a way that is negative to our well-being? Absolutely. Enlighten me. Educate me. <laughs> this is such an amazing story. You know, I, I remember um, growing up in the, in the church that I was always deeply disturbed by the whole concept of original sin. Because, you know, I, w- I, would like, I, I mean, I was just a little kid, and, and I didn't understand why I was supposed to be, you know, nasty and corrupt and evil in my being just for being alive. And by being alive made no sense to me. And you know, I, I, I would look into the eyes of a, of a little baby and such beautiful purity and light would shine through those eyes and I would look and go, that, that's, that's corruption right there that I'm looking at? I, I don't believe it. So, so anyway, so I always had a problem with the concept of original sin and, and that, that the body is bad and dirty and wrong. So anyway, fast forward to 2020, 2021, and I'm doing all of this research. And I started to um, research the topic of original sin. Well, where the heck did it come from? Well, the concept of, you know, the body being corrupt and evil and, and, the, and human nature being naturally aggressive, violent, and corrupt and evil, and that we have to turn to God and only God is good. We're not good. Only God out there is good. So I was like, okay, so I researched it, and it was um, Augustine of Hippo um, that we know today as uh, St. Augustine, who back in 393 A.D. introduced the concept of original sin to the Council of um, Hippo, and it was adopted into into Christian um, theology as a truth. And the interesting thing is, is Augustine of Hippo... Um, his uh, his mom was Christian and his dad was pagan, and uh, Augustine, growing up, <laughs> was the typical bad boy. He was a sex addict, a sexual reprobate, always hanging out in the brothels and bars, um, a drunk. Uh, he he was just the despair of his Christian mom's life. And um, in his 20s, uh, late 20s, he ran across um, the religious philosophy called Manichaeism that was introduced um, into the Middle East, oh, let me see, I think it was like 216 A.D. by uh, the prophet of Babylon called Mani. So Mani introduced the whole idea of original sin that the body is bad, that only God is good, and that humanity is corrupt and evil because of the flesh. So when Augustine ran across this teaching, he was like, Aha! That's why I've been such a twerp. That's why I've been breaking my mom's heart. That's why I've been such a degenerate twit. 
And he converted to Manichaeism and then to, much to his mom's delight, to Christianity. And he introduced the concept of original sin at the Council of Hippo in 393. And here we are, 1,600 years later, um, still believing that the flesh is bad and that we're evil and nasty creatures to begin with. So the question is, where did Mani, where did the prophet of Babylon get the idea of original sin? Well, turns out he heard voices. He thought it was an angel talking to him, talking about original sin. And it was this disembodied voice that kept whispering in his ear about how evil and gross sexuality in the body was and how bad he was and how he needed to grovel like a worm and eat dirt. He believed that. And then he founded a religion called Manichaeism. And then Augustine of Hippo, the little guilt-ridden sexual reprobate, comes along, picks up the teaching, passes it into Christian theology. And so now 15, 1,600 years later, that's, that's almost 100 generations of men and women who epigenetically pass guilt, shame, revulsion, a lack of self-esteem, self-hatred on generation after generation, these powerful, powerful, there's no more powerful, fear, guilt, and shame are the most powerful and imprinting emotions. They imprint, literally imprint our genetic code. And we've passed this shame and self-hatred down for 15, for 15, 1,600 years now. So, you know, we come to the 20th century and the 21st century and we wonder why the heck, you know, everybody suffers from low self-esteem. This is just one influence across 30,000 years, Pamela. One thread, one influence of this archon, anti-life, aepa, watiko, satanic influence. And this is what is, this is the kind of influence that is deliberately being saturated in our society, in media. You talked about the media, the violence. You can't turn on TV or any sort of video or the the level of violence and aggression and terror and also dark forces. The message of dark forces is being shoveled down our throats. Why? Absolutely. Where is this message coming from? It's not from us. We are beings of pure love. Something else is going on. Oh, that was, that was, that was great. Absolutely. I totally agree. So it's shocking once you, once you start seeing it, you know, it's so funny sitting here listening to the intro to your show and, you know, you're talking about it's time for a new reality. Well, no kidding. It's time for a new reality. Actually, it's time for the old reality. It's time for the us as beings of pure love that we are to shake off this influence and finally see it. So here's the, wow. here's, the insidious, here's the insidious thing and why this has worked so well. Is, <laughs> is this force, the archons, this in, interdimensional presence, it, and I just lost my track of thought, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Clean out of my brain, oh no! Where was I, Pamela? <laughs> well, that's okay. We get we get to you're going to re, you're going to remember in a minute. But I, my my question to you: Do you believe in karma? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, to do that, you've really got to get into the the concept of reincarnation, and that's a that's a whole nother kettle of fish. Um, you know. Okay. Well, and here's, here's something that I was told in, in one of my early, um, early days in spirituality. Um, I remember I went to one teaching of a, a channel, and, um, and I remember this teacher saying one time, oh, and by the way, when you die, don't go to the light. And, you know, I was so shocked when I heard that because, you know, everything, everything is about the light in New Age spirituality. And um, <laughs> so... I, 
I was like, well, okay, God's in the light, my family's in the light, even my dog's in the light, why shouldn't I go to the light? And so this teacher said, well, basically because the light is a false projection. That's, that that it, it's a false light. The real, the, the true light is within us. We are true. the light. Okay? We are the light. Absolutely. When we go to this yeah. externalized false light, it's actually a stripping process. It's literally a projection these and the, the archons, this this interdimensional force is very very intelligent and even technologically savvy. So it has projected and created a matrix. That's why I called the book that I've written "Cracking the Matrix." It has projected a matrix of illusion about ourselves, based in you know, and it wants to drag our frequency down. We are violent. We are corrupt. We are evil. So. Yeah. So this light that everybody is supposed to go to is actually a fault part of the matrix that is being projected that we have been trapped in. And this influence, so, you know, so karma, you know, is, is another teaching of, well, you know, in a way it, it, it makes us excuse, you know, bad stuff. Like, oh, well, it's my karma to be a rapist. Oh, it's my karma right. to be Absolutely. a thief. And and yes. it's like well, it, it it everything you know. So so many spiritual and religious teachings, Pamela, are deliberately designed to take us away from looking at this presence as a reality. Yeah, you know, I what, what, that. almost everything. I mean, everywhere you look, except in in violent media and movie messaging, which is all about fear. It's all about inducing and creating fear because fear is one of the lowest frequencies that we can operate at, along with shame. Those are the two frequencies that are being drummed into us over and over and over. We have a pharmaceutical industry that is nothing that is constantly telling us how dysfunctional we are. We can only function with with pharmaceuticals. We can only function, you know, if, if, if we're hooked up to AI because that's going to finally make us intelligent enough. And it's all yeah. designed to take us away from our beautiful, natural well, spirit good. essence of love that, you know, you mentioned intuition and how you're feeling that your intuition is, is actually flowering. Yes. Listening to yourself is the whole key. Because, you know, I, I don't want to give the, in, you know, the idea that this is, oh, my God, you know, this has been going on for thousands of years and we are so screwed. I don't want, I'm not trying to say that. I've never been more hopeful, Pamela, because now we are finally having these conversations. Right. Now this force, this influence, this interdimensional intelligence is showing up enough to get a handle on it and go, Here's the empowerment part, Pamela. When I turned around and I stopped running away from the darkness, <clears throat> when I put down my positivity wand and went, you know, enough of only looking at the light, I feel like I'm hypnotized by the light. What's going on behind the curtain? You know, it's kind of like the Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. You know, don't look at the guy behind the curtain. <laughs> And it's like, it's like I looked behind the curtain and I saw this force and then I saw its agenda and how it's dragging us down with these influences and I was like, oh my God, I don't have to be better, purer, higher, enlightened, actualized. I just need to be who I really am yeah, already, yes. Yes. a being of pure love. I need to be myself. I have to stop looking away. I have to stop looking for a spiritual guru or a teacher or a religious leader or a politician, somebody to tell me how to be. I know how to be if I'm left to my own heart in my body. And it's like when I realize that power, power is not about the light over the dark. It's recognizing that the dark was never a part of us to begin with. We've been sold a bill of goods. It's that agenda. The archons, this invisible interdimensional intelligence, has no power over us whatsoever. It can't pick up a pencil. It has to use us as a tool 
to pick up that pencil. Yes, I get it. Absolutely. Yeah. So what has it done? And now I finally remembered. Thank you very much for your patience. I finally remembered losing my track of... <laughs> of, of. <laughs> when we realize that it's not, then we come into our full flowering. Okay. It has okay. no power over us whatsoever unless we adopt what it is into us. The whole message is we are bad, wrong, evil, corrupt, violent, aggressive animals. That's the message. We've bought it, but we're yeah. not. And we're not, yeah. I we're not. We are beings of pure love. And our bodies are, are vehicles of pure love. We know enough quantum physics nowadays to know that, you know, the physical, physical, you know, positrons and electrons, those are energy fields. We're really actually not physical at all. We just appear physical. So our beautiful bodies are the farthest thing from corrupt. You know, the body never lies. We can always trust the body to tell us what the heck is going on. You know, you get yeah, that gut feeling. agree. Yes, yes, that's in my book. And that's the reason why I am a firm believer that I teach and and I focus on in my belief that behavioral problems and mental illness are two different issues. I'm not uh-huh. saying they don't have similarities, but they uh-huh. are still two different concerns. And when you have behavioral problems with the right resources, you can overcome that much quicker than you could if you have some mental issues that's going on that where, like you said, you've been you've been lost and got lost in that dark source. And so it's 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 very, very important. And we can discuss that all day, but I want to I want to talk about your book. I love it. The Cracking of the Matrix. I know you've been talking about it a little bit, but tell me more about your book and how did you come up with the name itself? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, we've you know, pretty much pretty much I, I, I would say billions of people around the planet have seen the movie The Matrix, you know, with Keanu Reeves. Right. Yeah, and, I love um, it. And, you know, we all know those lines that, you know, you've been suckered into a, a, a you know, a mind zone and, and that none of this is real. Well, you know, and even spiritual teachings say, well, it's all an illusion. And in a way, it's correct. But like so much of what's been twisted, <laughs> so much of the messaging that's been twisted is, is that this world is not an illusion. What's the illusion is that we're separate from one another. The illusion that's been perpetrated is that we are bad and wrong and that we have to improve and strive and struggle against our base nature. Well, hello, wait a minute. Our base nature is actually pure love. Why am I struggling against that? Oh, I didn't realize my real nature is pure love. Huh, I've bought into a story. Here's the kicker, Pamela. Remember I said that these these entities, these beings cannot even, they don't, they're not embodied. They can't pick up a pencil, right? Right. So they've got to influence us to do their dirty deed. They've got to convince us that we are what it is, a low-frequency entity. And then we, believing this, that we're bad and wrong and awful and shameful and disgusting, we drag ourselves down to its level. We are powerful, powerful creators. These beings are not. They don't have the juice or the life force. That's why I call it the anti-life force. They don't have the juice to pick up a pen. We do. So they had to convince us so that we would create our own demise, that we would create our own corruption, that we would create our own debasement, drag ourselves down and allow it to infiltrate and take over. That's the I'm agenda. not doing it. That's yep. right. I'm not and doing it. And we're the creators, Pamela. We're creating its agenda for it because it doesn't have any power. So this whole, you know, I mean, if you look at it, 
Yes. If you look at media messaging around evil, it's this all-powerful force that we cannot do anything about, you know. And it's just like, yeah. and that's bull. Yep, giving them power, yes. <laughs> it's, it's been such a con job, so that's why I called it, the. It, it, we live in a matrix. We live in a con job. We we live in this 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 intellectual, mental, emotional field that's a total illusion about who we think we are, and every aspect of. I mean, Pamela, I cannot tell you how freaked out I've been about all of this as I've been going along on this investigation now for going into my third year. Yes. You, you, you said again. I'll go back to your your show intro. A new reality. I'm in a new reality. Right. I am out of the old reality. I have seen Absolutely. through the matrix of BS. Yes. And and I literally live in a different world than everybody I know practically. And it's <laughs> shocking and exhilarating and exciting and I and we're all coming to this place, Pamela, or we wouldn't be having this conversation right here on the radio. Absolutely. Yes, I love it. Yes. It's so exciting. You know, so what I say in my book, you know, I give 14 keys. I I give 14 keys to help people wake up out of the matrix, um, which really mirror my own steps of waking up. And, you know, it's so, you know, I, I say in the book, it's, oh, it's so simple. We just have to see the illusion and see the matrix and then stand up in our own power and of our own love. And I'm like, yeah, well, okay, that is all it takes. But, you know, you know how hard simple it is. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so so um so I try to take people step by step like the very first step in the book of breaking out of cracking the matrix seeing the matrix seeing these stories we've been sold and bought about ourselves and about what the world is about and is is stopping just stop you know when you're in the middle of a of a conundrum or you've got a problem or you something's come up that's just right in your face you know, the tendency is to kind of panic, and then the mind goes into a loop of friend of frenzy, and, you know, our emotions get all stirred up, and before we know it, we're confused and discombobulated and don't know what to do. So, you know, right. when, when stuff comes up, the first thing I've realized to do is stop. Take a breath. Yeah. Remember, you are a being of pure love. You are a being of spirit. And just... Calm yourself, even if you only take five minutes, if you take 60 seconds to do this and go, okay, as a being of pure love, <sighs> I'm asking for the path um, that's, that, that's of love to reveal itself through this. And then let the information come. Right. Yeah. You know, and, it's, it's, and it's, it's, it's trust the body. That's another key. We, we've been, you know, we've been sold the message that the body is corrupt. We've been sold the message that it's the body that's keeping us from God. <laughs> How shocked I have been, Pamela, to realize that 40 years of focusing on up and out, up and out. i got to get up and out of my body and out there to the light and to God, and it's out there and it's not in me. 40 years of that insidious program. And where the real power lies, I've discovered, is down and in. In, yes. When yes. I'm embodied, when my love is embodied and I'm rich and filled with that and I feel it in every cell in my body, there's no stopping me. Right. Can I run through yeah. a wall? No. That's a bunch of media hokum. That's not power. <laughs> you know that that's this, what what the Eastern religions and Buddhists call cities. It's a, that's about power over. That's about you know mind over matter. We've been also sold the mind over matter bill of goods in in the New Age um, arena that started with the movie What the Bleep Do We Know? Are you familiar with that movie? I've heard of it, but I haven't I haven't seen it. Yeah, came out in two thousand four. I, I worked with the filmmakers for about five years. 
Um, so, oh. and it's and it's true. Our minds are very powerful, but our hearts are even more so. And yeah. so, the, the trick really is to not depend on the mind, but to trust the body, the heart, the gut, and it will always show you what's real, what's really real, yeah. and in alignment with your true being, which is pure love. It'll always show you that. It may take a while because, you know, we've been so programmed in a matrix to not trust the body, to not trust our intuition, to not trust our feelings. We've been programmed to only think that the mind is going to tell us the right answer, and that's BS. That's just more of the programming to keep us away from embodied love, which is where our power lies. And when we are embodied and we are in our seat of love in our bodies, this force has cannot touch us. Not at all. And that's when we start living the new reality that we've been dreaming about, the new heaven and the new earth that has been dreamt into, we're, we're at the doorstep. We've been dreaming this yeah. into reality for thousands of years. It's inevitable, Pamela. But we do have to get our ducks in a row and know what's going on and see through the matrix. Absolutely. But, Kate, you are also a journalist specializing in alternative medicine and health. Tell uh-huh. me about your work. Tell me about that work. Well, you know, it's interesting. When I was my my grandpa was a was a surgeon and um, and a homeopathic physician, and um, I wanted to be like my grandpa. I wanted to be a doctor, but I also wanted to be a writer <laughs> when I was a little girl. So um, I ended up actually in television for a long time in television production with the networks doing sports telecasting, and then um, I finally got into newspaper reporting and um, and started writing for newspapers and magazines, and then I started writing books, and then and then and then. So um, I've now kind of combined, well, not kind of, now I've totally combined my two interests in uh, in health and um, alternative medicine, and um, and joined it with my uh, writing um, skills. So, yeah, I work with a, um, a major uh, online publication called, alternative health publication called What Doctors Don't Tell You. It's published in the U.K. It's a great magazine. Okay. Okay. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. You are an uh, a inspirational speaker, too. What outcome matters to you when you are public speaking? Authenticity. You know, when you okay. when you speak from your heart and your gut and your body and your pure love being, um, then people resonate to that. They they Absolutely. wake up out of the dream. They wake up out of the matrix and go, oh, wait a minute, I hear truth. I feel truth. Mm-hmm. I feel alive. I feel connected. I feel strong and brave, and I feel like I'm all right. And for a moment, we set aside all of the programs that have told us how wrong we are. And that's, yeah. to me, the most vital, you know, that's that's why I like to do interviews like this, <laughs> is, you yeah. know, I get, to, I get to resonate the truth of and who we are. And, and yeah. we, can't, we can't help but pick up on that. So, wow, it's, it's been quite the journey, to say the least. Um and I, and I think this is the journey we're all at right now, is it's time to get real and to stand up and to be who we really are. And, and that's, that's the beautiful part. It's like we don't have to start. We can, we can set down the, the, the goal. You know, I was really shocked um, when I realized that the message of um, mainstream media, mainstream society, and religion and spirituality are actually all the same thing. And here's yet again a twisted message that's been twisted by this interdimensional influence. We are consistently in society, culture, religion, and spirituality coached to be something other than what we are. I have to be thinner, richer, sexier, prettier, more successful, more competitive, 
I have to be higher, purer, more loving, kinder, more enlightened, more actualized, more godlike. I'm never <laughs> enough. It's always, yeah. the message is always about having oh. to be other than what we are and to yeah. not trust the body and our feelings and our intuition and our heart. That's always the message steering us always away. I'm going to, can I go back to, to medicine and health for a second? Yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, um, I, I was really shocked because I do write about all these alternative therapies and stuff. When COVID first hit in 2020, in March, I, um, having a homeopathic background, I researched, um, I asked my editor if I could do it, and she said, yeah, run with it. And so I researched homeopathic, I talked to homeopathic physicians all over the, the world, um, and I talked with a gentleman from, uh, I think he's from South Africa, uh, Jeremy Scher, who is the world's foremost um, homeopathic epidemiologist. And in March of 2020, he'd already treated over 800 COVID patients. Not one, not one out of 800 went to the hospital, and all of them recovered within three to seven days using a homeopathic protocol. So I was deeply reassured in March of 2020 that, you know, wow, okay, homeopathy takes care of COVID, zip that, bing bong, done, no problems. And then the world went crazy, and I'm like, what the heck? And I kept, you know, so doing my health articles, I would talk to um, naturopaths and um, Chinese medical doctors and acupuncturists. And, and I was like, what, what the heck? And they all had these natural protocols. NAC, um, intravenous uh, uh, vitamin C, if it had to get to that point, vitamin D, quercetin, all these amazing things that would mitigate COVID and people wouldn't get sicker and they wouldn't go to the hospital and they'd be fine in about three to seven days. So there were all these, all these alternative protocols that worked like a charm for COVID. And yet the mainstream message was wait for the vaccine, wait for the vaccine, wait for the vaccine. It's the only thing that will save humanity. Well, and ivermectin. Ivermectin at that point had, there were over, ivermectin is one of the safest, most prescribed um, prescription medicines in the world. It's been adopted by the WHO, World Health Organization, for 40 years. It's been delivered and there have been more than, I think, like 3 billion prescriptions filled over the last 40 years of ivermectin. It has enormously been proven effective as a prophylactic against contracting COVID, and it's amazing in, its, in, its, uh, in how it will clear up COVID symptoms. And hydroxychloroquine as well. They were both demonized. Yes. Two of the safest, most two of the safest, most effective drugs that could possibly have been used against COVID were marginalized, demonized, and even taken off the shelves. In um, doctors refused to prescribe it, even with a court order. When some when some people were dying and family members had a court order to give ivermectin in the hospital, the doctors refused. Why? Big Pharma owns the AMA. Big Pharma pays the doctors to prescribe these medications that they come up with. If there had been safe and effective pre-existing drugs, there would have been no vaccine funding. And all of the pharmaceutical companies would have lost hundreds of billions of dollars. But now look what we're dealing with because you have a lot of doctors who are, are resigning. There are a yeah. lot of doctors who are resigning. And I mean, I spoke to one myself, a colleague, and he was just outdone. I mean, I, I'm quite sure he didn't want to go and talk about a lot of different things he was feeling and his opinion. But yeah, that is very alarming. It is very alarming. <laughs> It's extremely alarming. So this is yet another part of the matrix, Pamela. We yeah. are being dumbed down deliberately through media with the message that we're dysfunctional and that dysfunction is normal. We are being dumbed down through pharmaceuticals deliberately. We are being dumbed down through commercial agriculture and the poisoning of our food supply. There is a, it's a, it's an overall overarching everywhere you look, everywhere I've looked, this interdimensional anti-life influence is dragging humanity down through 
all of these physical means. Yes, there are people out there that are aligned with this frequency that are its minions. Yes, minions. I would say Bill Gates. I mean, it's like, and and, and to call these people evil is really a misnomer. We need to get off the evil idea, but they are heavily influenced and they are deeply divorced from their hearts. They're about totally. power, power over. Yeah. And so we've, we've, the, our power comes from finding our hearts and then standing up in what we know supports life, what our bodies tell us. I mean, my body told me not to take the frickin' vaccine. I don't know how many people I know who intuitively knew, uh-uh, that just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel aligned with my own good health. I was one of them. I was one of them. But the work that I do, because when you're interacting with people, then you had no choice. Well, that's not true. Everybody has choice. Now, that's the hard part. You have a choice. It was like, well, if you don't do this, then you won't be able to work. I know. So here's the tough part. And, and I hear you loud and clear, Pamela. I have so many friends. It's like I had to take the vax because my mom was dying in England and I had to be by her side. Or I was going to lose my job. Or my wife was going to leave me. Or yeah. I was going to miss the timeshare in Acapulco, you know, in the last week, and I had to get vaxxed to go do that. So yeah. here's where we, you know, we talk the game of love big time, and then we don't act on love. It's, it's, we're, we're, we're trained not to really trust that, you know, if love really is as powerful as I think it is and I've been talking about, my mom's soul will receive my love in England when she dies, whether I'm at her bedside physically or not. If there's enough agree, love in me and enough power and life force in me, then if, even if I'm fired from my job, I can stand up in filled with the life force and I will magnetize an even better job to me that is that is supportive of life itself. And so we've, we, we're so programmed, Pamela, to, to, we say the words, but we're programmed in our minds in this matrix to not trust the power of love because we've diminished it into romance and we've diminished it into positivity and we've diminished the power of love into always being nice. That's yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's horse manure, but, but that's why we don't trust it. Again, there's this influence, this influence, this matrix. So that's why yeah. I wrote the book is to shine a light on all these different aspects of the matrix and how and why we feel so diminished and trapped, and to realize yeah. that we're not that we are beautiful, powerful beings of embodied love, and that we're not trapped. We just have to see what's going on and then step into our hearts and learn to empower ourselves from our own hearts and our own embodied love place. Yes. So we're going to leave it at that. I am up to the hour and I am going to invite you back because I even have more questions. We have a lot more to talk about, but Kate, is there anything else you would like to share about what's next before we hang up and how someone can contact you? Sure, somebody can contact me. Go to my website, um, katemontana.com, and that's Kate with a C. Um, My book, Cracking the Matrix, actually comes out next week. Yay, I'm so excited. And they will be able to find it on Amazon. Congratulations, yes. Yeah, if they want to get on a on a list to get notified when the book comes out next week, um, just pop me an email, info at katemontana.com, and um, I'll put them on a list and let them know when it comes out and give them a link. Okay, beautiful. Kate, it has been a pleasure having you on the show, and I do look forward to chatting further in the future. Thank you again. Good luck on your endeavors. Well, listeners, I have reached my destination. I am a award-winning author of the new book, A Journey of a Sapphire. I hope to inspire others who are on their journey towards success to never give up on your dreams and how to recognize behavioral problems. You can uh, purchase my book by visiting journeyofasapphire.com, also available on Amazon Kindle Fire. And as always, I leave you with this quote of the day and do have a wonderful, blessed day. 
She's the queen. She's the kind of queen that knows her crown isn't on her head, but in her soul. Adrian Michael. Thank you so much again for joining me. Until next time. Cheers. Thank you for listening to All Roads 65 Max Radio with Pamela Henderson. Join us every other week on Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on BBS Radio Station One. And please visit allroads65max.org and become a volunteer or sponsor and be the change you want to see in this world. With your help, we can make a difference in our society and uplift those who so desperately need our help. Thank you for tuning in.